0: SEO this week. Hey everyone, it's Clint Butler here for another episode of SEO this week presented by DigitalEar.com. DigitalEar is your home to search engine optimization, pay per click, management and web design so if you're looking for any of those things come check us out and we're glad to help you out and provide you a you know quick consultation if anything just to see where you're at right now with that this is episode number 40 we're going to talk about Facebook metrics some power emails some AdWords tools um, everything to kind of help you out there's 10 great stories here that I think you'll enjoy Uh, so without further ado let's get started First, we have a new lit site on the list. It's johnloomer.com. If you don't know John, he's really into advanced Facebook stuff. Uh, I've been following him for quite some time, and you, I got to watch him develop from just you know regular Facebook marketing, which a lot of people were, were doing and thing, and he really gets detailed now into uh, the ads and the ads management and for. Good reason is basically because this tool, uh, the Facebook ads, is converting really good for a lot of people. And once you crack the nut, as it were, uh, inside Facebook PPC, you can get some good ROI uh, that you can't see on other platforms like uh, Google AdWords, for instance. So with that, uh, there are some, you know, some measurement things that are kind of buggy in Facebook Insights. And one of those is the uh, views and what does it click and how does it counting that inside your stuff. So what they're adding now is a new feature called landing page views where you actually see who's going to your website and clicking on your landing page. It used to be you get all the clicks, um, but now they're fixing that so you can see the actual people who went to your landing page, which is pretty good. You also see some pre impression uh, activity breakdown and some page interactions data. It's all good stuff for your marketing and to follow along with the metrics and make sure you're getting uh, your money's worth. Let's so check out that post. The next one is uh, Kiss Metrics blog. It's the power of email and the psychology of social proof. Now, if you read this in the beginning, you're like, uh oh, this guy's going to tell me social media is more important than email. You should skip email. And then he kind of flips the entire script on you and says, nope, that's not the case. What really isn't the key here is to point out that uh, for every dollar spent, you're making $38 based off email marketing. In 2015 numbers, and I'm sure uh, some people are seeing more and some people are less. It's all depending on the list. But that said, you should not ignore email. Everyone uses email i'm sure there's billions of people on social media, for instance, but there's even more using so, uh, their email and they're using it on a daily basis and I think they're using it more and more and more and more, especially with you know Google uh, or applications on mobile that's make interfacing with email uh, so much better with that said there's some tips in here he does suggest like adding your social proof to your emails uh, adding reviews to your emails. Um, and, you know, just to kind of get the engagement up, especially if you're selling stuff, um, show them the number of subscribers that you have on social, uh, because, you know, people are using social to find recommendations. And if you're showing subscribers and you're showing, uh, engagement on social media, that will actually, um, increase your conversion rate from your emails, which is, an, uh, an interesting thought, something to test out for sure. One thing that we saw in this post we'll be testing out immediately was two to three for uh, your um, social sharing, sharing social sharing buttons on your posts on your websites. Keep it down to two to three. I didn't know this, but Neil Patel, he tests a lot of stuff. You just see his website. It changes all the time. That's him testing. Uh, he saw a 29% decrease when he went from three buttons to five sharing buttons. So less is more in that case. We immediately implemented that we now just have uh, facebook twitter and google plus maybe we'll try four but i want to see how it three gets us uh, in the means so that's pretty interesting a uh, little piece of data just to chest out check out right away there is some more information on this post that I think you'll like and some little bit of a case study data uh, and some and some tips on how to get the whole thing done uh, depending on your uh, platform that you're using. So I highly suggest you read this post. It's very interesting. If we go to Practical E-Commerce, there's 23 Instagram tools to connect with shoppers. If you're like us, we're, we're an information-based uh, agency. Obviously, we put out information content Images on Instagram is really hard to convert to traffic for us. Look, we have a decent sized channel and a decent sized following over there, but really not getting a lot of traffic from it. However, if you're an e-com and you're selling products like physical things that people can see, I would actually you know leverage, I would be leveraging Instagram uh, in so much as you were doing the same with Pinterest, you can do the, the stuff on Instagram as well. And these are some great tools that you can build into, uh, especially on your mobile phone to allow you to leverage uh, Instagram better. Obviously the paid app program is mentioned here right off the bat, but there are some uh, uh, apps that we are using right now. Uh, Inlight is one of them. Uh, we've used, where's the other one down here? It's Later, we've used that. Uh, for posting they've actually expanded that beyond just Instagram now. It's becoming a uh, HootSuite competitor. I think you'll uh, If you're not happy with HootSuite you can check that out and then there's a bunch of other ones There's free a mix of free and paid. So just check it out and see what you want to do with it I use the free stuff. It's just easier um, for me and since we're not getting a lot of traffic the return on investment for instagram for us uh, to pay for tools is just not doesn't make a lot of sense so um but look at the list i think you'll find some interesting stuff especially if you're deep into instagram now next we go over to searinteractive.com is how google posts can benefit your business we mentioned this last week and basically what it is is it sets up you go to your Google My Business. These are active for seven days. The image size is 900 by 900 pixels by default. Uh, that's probably, that's about the max. You can go smaller, but you don't want to go too small. And basically what it does is it posts a, um, in your knowledge graph, so when someone searches for your brand, i.e. they search for Digital Lear, you'll see this post for us on uh, Google. Uh, that offers a coupon for our page beat optimization. That's the post that we're running right now for this seven-day period. Um, and it's an interesting concept. I like the idea. It gives us as business owners a way to leverage our brand. So you should be doing it as well, especially if the knowledge graph is popping up for you. Uh, you should be uh, leveraging this thing as well. We have not seen any um, click-throughs. Uh, We've got a lot of views on the cert for our post, but no click-throughs. Maybe that's copywriting. Maybe that's images. Um, So we're going to have to play with that. What I would do is make sure that your images stand out because it is hidden right in the dead center of your knowledge graph. And some people aren't going to see it. So you need something bright, something that just says, look here uh, in, in order to... Uh, gain their attention so they actually read your copy now your copy can only be certain so many characters Let's stick to about hundred and fifty characters and you have to play with it as and you can preview it um before you you make it your post live. If you type in a lot, like we did with our first one, we typed in a whole bunch, you know, thinking we're really smart and writing really good converting copy, and none of it showed, or the first sentence showed, and the rest of it didn't, and you didn't get to see the uh, coupon code. And then you click learn more, and you're actually taken to the the site that the post is linked to. And you don't want to do that, uh, especially if you're trying to increase your click-through rate uh, on the post using coupon codes, because if you're uh they can't see it then they won't get it and you' then you're missing out on that benefit that you're providing them so uh play with that a little bit, like I said it's nine hundred by nine hundred pixels is the max internet size use bright images that catch your capture attention uh, and, and make or try to overcome the bl- banner blindness that everyone has uh, and make sure you test your uh, your wording in your ad so that it fits that actual space. Next post is right back to KISS Metrics and there's 29 examples of behaviorally targeted emails. These are actually really good and, and basically what is going, is just trying to get your visitor to do stuff. And there's some standard emails that a lot of us may need or uh, can adapt to our own business models. Some examples are onboarding emails, cart abandonment emails, upsell emails, follow-up emails, notification emails, and trial-ended emails. There's 29 of them. And they're all from really large businesses or very profitable econ businesses. So you know they're already split tested for you. So you can take that and kind of model that. Swipe, use that as swipe copy. Uh, and model what they're doing, especially if you need, uh, like us, we need follow-up emails and we need notification emails. Upsell emails would actually be pretty cool. Card abandonment we're not doing. Maybe we should be, right? Uh, and onboarding emails for sure. So all of these are things that you should check out just so that you can, uh, you know, see if it works for you and add it to your system. Just make your, your customers feel a little bit more welcome. Next, we are at a... Moz.com is a whiteboard. Friday is how content can succeed by making enemies. We call this process newsjacking, uh, and they are essentially the short version of this video. And it's not very long. Is actually, uh, you just take a position on something and then turn it into an alt, taking or uh, an alternate stance on it. Let's say. Uh, so somebody writes an SEO post about uh, backlinks, for instance. And we want to take, and they take the stance that backlinks are dying. Don't get them. You should just write great and wonderful content and fairies will rank your site for you. And we want to take the opposite stance and then say, no, you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And, you know, what do you think about that? The, there's a couple of things you need to keep in mind when you're doing this newsjacking uh, method, especially if you're going to use newsjacking, specifically taking headlines and making or leveraging those headlines or situations in order to drive traffic to your site because you're talking about them. One is be very careful in how you do it. You don't want to be disrespectful and you don't want to seem like a troll, i.e. you don't want to newsjack a shooting, for instance. Um however uh, make sure you do some critical thinking uh, and and think about if I do this article if I write this what are the the blowback effects going to be just as bad or worse than what I expect or am I going to get some positive ROI out of this Um, and Again, newsjacking has been used for ages. It's it's a great technique. Just be very safe with it. Uh, if you want to know uh, how newsjacking can go wrong, just look up the uh, Pepsi ad commercial they did uh, with Caitlyn Jenner, and that's newsjacking gone wrong. And in that case, what they I think what they should have done is removed all the product placement. And just told a story and then at the end just boom there's a pepsi symbol ta-da and it i think that ad would have actually worked but they did they went over the top with their product placement uh, which caused significant blowback uh, in social media and the social justice warriors got onto them and because the social justice warriors are the loud group the national media jumped onto it and said oh look how you know people are mad all over all across social media which wasn't the case. I think it was a 50-50 mix of people that were upset with it and people that were like, okay, I don't get the, I don't see what the big deal is. So, uh, But that is an example of where critical thinking and newsjacking can be used and it can go, and can backfire on you. So just be a little careful with that method um, and I think you'll have, uh, you, you'll actually like it. I, I like it. Uh, so check out this video. It's a short one uh, and not too bad. Next is HubSpot.com is uh, 16 video marketing statistics. And this is really, it is just a infographic. is really good, though. Uh, I'll read off some of the things here. One that I liked is 86% of business-related video views take place on desktop and only 14% on mobile. I You know, I assume that there would be more people be watching on a mobile phone than on the desktop for that. You know, they're commuting or whatever, uh, and they want to check it out. But that's pretty interesting information. Also, the most popular viewing time is between 7 and 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if there's more people viewing specifically during that time, in theory, obviously, you got to check your own data on your channel, um, then post during that time, right? Especially if you're in the business market. Uh, businesses post an average of 18 videos a month, uh, 50%, 56% of all videos published in the last year were less than two minutes long. Those are just some of the statistics in here. I just kind of read over some of the highlights, uh, specifically that 86% one actually really interesting to me. Um, but again, there's a bunch more on this, uh, infographic. I think you should check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Next, search engine land is Canadian Canada's Supreme Court orders Google to de index an entire site globally. Um, The alarmist in us all wants to say, okay, if they can do it to this one company, what's stopping them from doing it to everybody? Uh, I think that's a little bit extreme when considering the situation of the case where they, it is actually a, a brand. Someone was selling on counterfeit products, but using their brand name on their website. And they asked for an injunction and got it. Uh, and Google did it. But the injunction is telling Google to take it out of the global index, not just Canada. So, the problem for me is how is one country allowed to order the removal of a site internationally in a sense um, censoring what people in other countries see um going beyond that this is there are, it's obviously selling counterfeit stuff for the company they got to protect that trade um I get that, but could this be potential uh, opening of the doors where they can order uh, other companies or other Internet sites taken off because, uh, let's say, uh, the social justice warriors are not happy with what's going on on uh, a particular website, and they raise cane. Uh, Somebody files a lawsuit, and Google is forced to – Index the entire site globally that's obviously really in the extreme but the potential is now there this is a precedent of saying that they can do it i, I i'd kind of follow along with this story a little bit more before i got my uh you know Tinfoil hat on and started talking about conspiracies and how the government's going to limit our speech. But uh, it's very interesting uh, to say the least for marketers and for people who are just interested in a free uh, internet. Next we go to Search Engine Journal. It's AdWords Editor 12 is now available and there's some new stuff in it. If you don't know what it is, it's a piece of software that allows you to connect to your Google AdWords accounts without actually signing into Google AdWords. Um, And then you can download all that stuff from out of the account, play with it on your desktop, manipulate it, take all the time you want, and then upload it all at one time. And all your campaigns are changed and you can create new campaigns and all that other stuff. It's really good. It takes a little bit of learning because the user interface isn't all that special. Um, but they did refresh the design a little bit. You can do custom rules now and it downloads it a little bit faster. And then some other stuff to go along with it. Honestly, uh, I like the tool, especially if you're managing a lot of accounts or managing a lot of ads or you want to make really Big significant changes, and you want to do it all at once and then upload it and fire it off right off the bat. Uh, So, I would check it out again. It's if you're the casual user using AdWords Express or you're just running one or two campaigns, uh, spending you know three to five hundred dollars a month in AdWords, and probably not anything that you're really gonna need. Um, But if you're going more into that and you're going full blown uh, AdWords management, then check it out. Finally is the SEM rush blog is you don't sell products. Uh, Descriptive nav for better SEO and user experience. This is interesting. I think really this is kind of aimed more at e-com, but you can see how anyone can apply. Basically the argument is in your navigation you have, let's say you have homepage products and contact us. They're saying instead of using products, why not use the name of your products? And that's pretty good. Is In the example, this company that they use is Helmets and they have cycling gloves. Those are two of their products. And then maybe they have some sub products. But there's a lot of e-commerce sites and a lot of businesses that are selling more than that. And this goes into. Uh, so it, instead of. Right. Like us, we use black label services, and we have client services, and then under those we have the the list of SEO, page beat optimization, etc. Uh, they're saying everyone should do that to kind of benefit from having that keyword link is really what they're yeah, they're going after here. You get the keyword link helmets using the example given on the post uh, site wide keyword link cycling gloves site wide and your users know that's where the helmets are and that's where the gloves are um, so I think this is more user design I I, I agree with it especially if you're doing an e-comm site and you have a lot of stuff you just got to be careful that you don't overpopulate your menu and make it unusable uh, on its own so um, I we stick to one menu has ten sub menus if that makes sense so uh, our white label services for example black labels were to call on our site you click on those and we wouldn't want more than 10 to come up under that drop-down and maybe we'd have to reorganize the menu so it made a little bit more sense for everyone when we got beyond that so just something to look at um, again you really have to play with it. the SEO benefits are probably minimal at uh, to say the least And then, uh, but user experience may increase and might actually get a little bit more conversions from it. I doubt it will be a big numbers changer for you, but it's better uh, to know after having tested than, than to assume that it will or will not work for you. All right that was it episode number 40 of SEO this week. like uh, thank you very much for listening. Again, if you have a site that you would like us to add, we're adding more every day. we found some new tools to uh, curate curate and look locate more content. Uh, then reach out to us. You can click on the SEO this week button on digitalear.com. And we have a nice little form uh, right there for you to fill it out, drop the URL, we check it out. If they're posting actively, uh, we certainly will follow along and see what's going on with them. Uh, Thank you very much. I hope you enjoy your 4th of July if you're in the United States. Otherwise, have a great week and see you next time.